What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Diamond Talk Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jeremy Duran, manager of baseball operations here at In the Zone Baseball and Softball Academy, and of course, I'm assistant coach over at County College of Morris um, in Randolph, New Jersey. Today, folks, we're going to do a little something a little different. Uh, I'm starting off solo. Don't have Andrew, my wingman, my co-host, my Robin by my side. Uh, he's actually in the middle of lessons right now as we're filming this. Um, so I, I said to him, I said, Andrew, start, do your lessons, don't rush it, right, and come in when you're ready. I can start the show. Um, I, I've been doing this for quite some time, so we're good. We're just, we're, to go over some stuff today, uh, we're going to talk about what to expect in your first first time out on the baseball field in a game situation coming off winter training. Especially here in the Northeast, it's important, right, because we, we, we put in so much hard work in the off season um inside and then when we step outside we're a little shelter shock right the weather gets to us a little bit um you know we're sort of shocked and excited and anxious to finally be out on the field for the first time and then when we get out there it's like boom it hits us you know we're not technically prepared so we're gonna hit on that uh we're gonna we're gonna hit on how a team can bounce back off a bad week, um, something I'm experiencing that some, I know some people are going through. So I just want to hit on it really, really fast. Um, I know this one's for Andrew. Um, how to compose when not throwing strikes on the mound, something I want to touch on. And, of course, finally, I know we talked about this last time, the MLB lockout is finally out. There is no more lockout. Baseball is underway. Teams have reported to camp uh Spring training is finally upon us. We have games this week, and I'm excited to talk lockout because the last time I was sitting in this chair, we were talking about how the lockout was still going on and what we can do to get out of it. And on Thursday, March 10th, 2022, the MLB lockout finally came to a close. So, packed show, packed episode. We'll wait to Andrew to get in here. We'll, we'll always key him in. Um, but let's get started with what to expect in a game. First day out, right off of winter training. Now, for my young players, this is kind of important to you guys um, because you've put in so much hard work in the offseason, right, from the very last game in about November. And now I'm talking strictly Northeast because in the South and in the out West, you guys have the opportunity to potentially get outside almost every day, 365 days of the year, unless there's rain or some other um, natural cause that doesn't allow you to. But specifically my guys in the Northeast, up and down the Northeast coast, right? Typically what happens is you play your la- your final game sometime late October, early Nove- early to mid-November. And from that point, if you stay in the Northeast, you don't get back onto a baseball field until at earliest mid-February to late-February. And this could be frustrating for some because for about four months, you're inside doing all preparation work. And that's great. Do not get me wrong. I love putting in the work in a, in a baseball cage, in a facility, at home if you have the ability to. Um, it, you're just inside for the next four months. And that could be frustrating. So when we're putting in all this hard work inside and we think we're preparing, we get on the baseball field for, 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 for the very first time and we're sort of like, we for, I don't want to say forgot how to play baseball, but you know we just forgot some things, right? Because whatever you do, whatever your preparation, whatever your skill work is, however you prepare to step on a baseball field, it's not the same feeling of a baseball field when you're inside, right? There's much more things that you can do on a baseball field 
that you can't do in a facility. Now, we could simulate as much as possible how to get onto a baseball field or, or simulate drills like we're on a baseball field, but to a certain extent, we can't do certain things. You know, we can't fully protect a bunt or go over bunt cut defense inside. We could walk through it, but we can't make the right throws unless you're playing on a smaller field. Um, you really can't run at full speed, again, unless you're playing on a smaller field. Uh, you can't go over first and third defense, offensively and defensively. Again, you can do it, you can simulate it, but you can't go at full speed. And this is important to go at full speed sometimes and practice that game speed so that when you get into the game or when you get into that situation in the game, you're not shelter-shocked like, like I was talking about. Um, you know, practicing indoors, there's a lot of things we can get out of it. And there's a lot of things that we could be doing and we should be doing. But we have to make sure that when we step out onto the baseball field for the first time, it's not the first time we're doing something on the, in, on the baseball field. I mean, I've known many teams, and I'll use college as an example. Again, this is what I know mostly, is that before they even step out to play their first game, whatever it, whenever it is in February, they're scrimmaging against each other on field, outside, no matter how cold it is, for about seven to eight simulated games. Think about that in your mind real quick. It takes a major league, or let's say it takes a college team, seven games to prepare to get into that situation game situation actually be on a field with your with your third baseman and your second baseman as a shortstop or your left fielder and your right fielder or pitcher catcher it takes about seven to eight games to prepare look at the major leagues they don't just go right into regular season baseball they take a whole month to prepare and prior to that they take two weeks to prepare to even play a scrimmage same thing in high school baseball you come out for your first weekend and for in New Jersey, it was this past weekend, you have seven practices a week to prepare until you even get on the field for your first scrimmage. Even then, that very first scrimmage, you're still working on things and you're taking things slowly. Like I say always, baseball is a progression. Everything you do in baseball is a progression. You don't just go right into doing something. Let's take hitting as an example. You just don't go right into overhand front flips, right? You start hitting off a tee, maybe you do some side flips, then you do some front flips, then you do overhand front flips. It's a progression. Same thing when we field, right? We go to our glove work. We then, you know, stand up and do our glove work from a stand-up position. Then we go short box with ground balls. Then we go into a full live ground ball. So everything we do is a progression to prepare for that situation. Same thing in the game situation, right? You can't just go right into a game and expect to be perfect. It takes some time to get to that certain point. And that's what winter training is for most of us. So that's how I mostly see winter training here in the Northeast and how it should be taken and how the mindset should be every winter when you're, you, know, you play your final game in the fall and then you go into your progression to play up until that first game back in the springtime. And as I'm talking now, for walking in through the door, Andrew Massis. Andrew, how the hell are you? Doing great, bud. <clears throat> Doing great. Glad to be, be uh, glad to be back mm -hmm. here and excited um, to get this season going yeah. uh, this coming weekend. We're one week away, uh, less than a week away. We're about five days away from mm -hmm. most of our teams here in the zone finally getting their 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 feet wet. And actually, you kind of stepped in on a great time because um, I, I've been talking about what to expect game one coming off that winter training and what things to look for. And I, I mentioned briefly how you know you're not going to be perfect that first time. Right. There's going to be right. some mistakes that you're going to go through. And as much as you prepare inside, mm -hmm. you can't – I mean, you could simulate 
some things on a small projected field, like how we've right. been doing with our 14 teams. And you know, but there's still game-like situations that you can't do in game as much as much live BP as we do, as much bunt defense as we cover, as, as mm-hmm. much first and third. There's nothing like that game speed experience, I and mean, nope. it happens in all different levels. And I went on to mention how you know, in high school they have a week pr- to prepare for their first scrimmage. So. This past weekend, they started on Friday. Wow, is it really a week? Yep, they have. Back in high school, it felt like it was a month yeah. at least. So they have a week. So they they practice for the first time on Friday. That following Friday, most high school teams, if not all, are in their first scrimmage. Um, in college, teams practice and they meet again like January fifteenth, and they have like a month to prepare mm-hmm. up until that first game in mid early February. Uh, even before then, they've taken about seven eight inter inter squad scrimmages mm-hmm. to prepare for that first game. And in the pros, they take a whole month and a half to prepare for that first game. They take about two, a week and a half to two weeks to prepare before the first scrimmage. And then they play a whole month of scrimmage baseball, uh, spring training season, right. and then they go into that first game in April. So everything, and I mentioned this already, but everything's a progression, even with game, mm-hmm. right? Take hitting for an example. And I'm, I'm repeating myself just to catch Andrew up here a little bit, so just bear with me if you heard this already. But Take hitting for an example. You just don't go right into front flips. No. Right? Yeah. You go T work, side flips, front flips. Right. Then you go right overhand. That's the progression we take for hitting. Absolutely. And so. fielding, we go glove work with no glove, glove work with a glove mm-hmm. from our knees. Then you go to a standing position with no mm-hmm. glove. Then you go to standing position with glove. Then you go short box and you go live. So that is, those are some of the things that you know we need to just realize going into that first game. We're not going to be perfect. There's still some things that we have to iron out, especially at a club organization like we are, right? I know we have a lot of teams, so we do have the ability to scrimmage one another. Mm-hmm. But even so, right, it's just it's not the same feeling when you're facing another pitcher or another team or another defense. Right, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's that progression that we have to understand that we're not really getting the most out of right now. You know, like you mentioned, the live BP is, is great. It's awesome. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the adrenaline's pumping harder when it's another team in a different uniform across the field from you. Uh, you know, is the pitcher up on the mound and the different guy standing at the plate you've never seen before. Right. Um, it's it's just a different atmosphere. It's a different feeling. Sure. And first and foremost, I just want to say I hope all all players, baseball, softball, whatever level you're at, just be ready to have fun this, mm-hmm. that first weekend. Mm-hmm. Man, it is just just get back out there and and go all in for everybody. You know, take exactly take take it all in, enjoy getting back into the swing of it. You know, we've had a uh, interesting winter here in the Northeast. Uh, it hasn't been well. It's been pretty crazy. You know, especially with this snowstorm this past weekend canceling uh, one of our tournaments uh, for the twelve of you guys. But uh, you know, next weekend let's. I want my fourteens especially to get out there understand that you know i get that they're probably going to make some mistakes and that's okay uh but you know as long as you're trying your hardest and playing your heart out that's really what i want to see from you guys yeah. uh, that's what that's what most coaches want to see that 100%. first weekend is you give it your all 100 percent. it's an evaluation time best mm-hmm. way to evaluate is Absolutely. in that first game like experience if you don't have the opportunity to play many scrimmages uh, and the next thing i want to jump into is you know so we finally we go through a whole winter training. We're out there for the, about the first weekend or so, but we didn't go how it expected, and we're, mm-hmm. we're not where we th- we thought we were going to be. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to bounce back? What What do you think? What's the best advice you can give out there? Where you know, again, talking about mindset and mental part of the game, mm-hmm. you know, to to get back into the lab that Monday or that week to go and the following weekend just fixing the mistakes. 
You know, it's kind of something that we talked about in, before in one of our other episodes about like, you know, the mental side of things and everything and understanding that you have to recognize the failures, mm -hmm. you have to recognize the mistakes and, and embrace them, but don't dwell on them. Right. You know, we have to, we have to be able to say to ourselves, I did this not so great. Right. Um, I'm, I was, I was a little rough on my footwork approaching ground balls. I felt like I was stumbling. Um, you know, in the outfield, I didn't get good reads on fly balls, which by the way, is probably going to be one of the biggest things that happens, uh, not for anything, but outfielders, you know, it's tough getting fly ball reads inside. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot different. You're not seeing it off the bat. It's not going as high. It's not going as far. Um, but you know, stay, keep calm and, and trust yourself. You've done it before. It's just another fly ball. 100%. And in season, that's what our practices as a coach are based off of. When we're practice planning, we're not just throwing anything together because we feel like it. It's based on what we did the previous game right. the pre or the previous weekend. So if we're coming in here for a practice on a Tuesday, coming off a tournament weekend, we're going to look on what we did good, well and what we did bad, and we're mm -hmm. going to take that into effect during practice. So if, we're, if one of our problems was first and third, Tuesday is going to be first and third day. If one of our right. problems was bunt defense, for, which for our guys it shouldn't be, but if it is, we're going to take a first uh, mm -hmm. bunt defense day. Right. If our problem was 0-2 hitting, we're going to take an 0-2 uh, offensive day. Right. That's some of the things that you don't get. And again, I keep going back to the back topic, but that's pretty much the main point of today's show, is that's one of the things you don't get in a winter training. You don't know what you mm -hmm. have to work on, really. Right. Winter game, training is, game is that skills and drills building. Right. You know, learn new drills, how to hone the things that you do well. And, and work on the things that you might, you might not do so well. Right. Um, and again, uh, going back to it one more time, just understanding what you didn't do right yeah. or what you didn't do well in a game and f also focusing on the things that you did do really well. Sure. Because, you know, as a team, you have to I find that identity. Maybe you're a team that just mashes baseballs all the time, right? And you want to set yourself up to do that as often as possible uh so you know maybe that's your identity maybe your identity is slapping singles and doubles around the ballpark maybe you're a really fast team or you know maybe you're somewhere in the middle like you have a couple of guys in the lineup that can you know place a ball here and there uh and then you get your power hitters up you know i know we have a couple uh, on the 14s um that are just gonna put a ball to the wall almost at will um but they might not be the fastest guys, you know, learning how to how to ebb and flow off of those things and understand that if you don't put a ball to the wall, maybe that's just not who you are as a hitter. Right. Maybe you need to focus more on that, those slap hits and, and those singles and doubles and everything. Right. But, uh, you, you know, as a pitcher, maybe you're a really good um, off-speed guy and your fastball is just not up to where you think it should be or you want it to be or maybe other people's are. Learn how to throw your off-speed always for a strike. Learn what hitters can't hit which pitches, um, that kind of stuff. So use the weekend, use this first tournament to kind of find that out for yourself a little bit. Start to make that connection for yourself. And find game. who you are. Mm -hmm. And from now that we're on a pitching standpoint, pitchers, right, don't expect to go out the first weekend and be throwing at your hardest or, mm -hmm. you know, be – be going into six, seven innings, complete games, because that's not going to happen, right? You're not conditioned at that moment to do that. And we need to see pitchers. Right, right. And we need to see pitchers. We need to see team. We need to see certain guys in certain situations at certain positions. So at, from a coaching standpoint, I mean, we take this week, this first week especially, 
um, sort of like I said, a valuation standpoint, right? Knowing right. what guys can do what, what guys can do what in a certain at a certain lineup spot, what guys can do what on the field, what pitchers can do what on the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, catchers included. I mean, this is the first week to find out what type of team you have when is that time to – Playing between the lines, and that doesn't mean it's an off week. That doesn't mean it's a bye week or a you know easy easy week at all. You go out there, like we said, go out there, show it off, show what you got, and uh, and make yourself the starter. Right. That's what I want to see from all of my guys on that team. Make yourself the starter. Right. And and for guys who don't get the call first day, first inning, first game, you know you're gonna get your shot. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get your call that first weekend, like. Don't be disappointed in yourself or don't be mad at anybody, right? Because all that tells me as a coach, if you're not if you're not into the game that first weekend because you don't see your name in the lineup, then you're not a team guy. Right. And we know right off the jump, maybe we're testing some guys. I mean, maybe you are the starter, but you know what? We want to see how your attitude plays on the bench. And we want to see how you play as a team, as a teammate. And if it's not good that first game, we can't, you know, we can't teach that. It's something that you have to have and you have to be aware of. It's just as important to understand how good you are yeah. versus what you need to work on. Sure. So if you're a ball player that's really solid all around, hits the ball at will, you know, makes the extremely hard plays look pretty easy. Um, if, if you're a ball player who's just got it, but you're not there mentally, maybe that's what your coach wants you to work on. Um, and it speaks volumes to who you are as a player. So if it's it's just as important to understand that and say, okay, I'm comfortable in knowing the fact that I am a good baseball player. There must be another reason that my coach is not starting me right now. Right. There has to be another reason that I'm not out there every single inning or I'm not out there from from the get-go, right? So have that confidence about yourself and understand what else might be going on in the game. Take the opportunity to maybe learn something about your teammates and yourself that you didn't know. Learn something about the game of baseball that you didn't know. Watch the game for what it is, what's happening in the moment. Pick pieces apart. Be an assistant coach on the bench, you know? Hey, hey, coach, uh, the pitcher twists his glove a weird way every time he throws a breaking ball. Um, you know, the the third baseman has a really hard time coming in for the ball. Maybe we should try to bunt down the line a couple more times. Uh, right field is looking kind of weak out there. He's always playing really shallow uh, against these kind of hitters, right? That kind of stuff. Take take a look at the, the defense of the other team. Um, see what your, your own teammates might need work on. And be like, hey, you know, I noticed that you did X, Y, and Z when this happened, right? Um, you t- you're tipping your pitches as a pitcher. Uh, your catcher's kind of weak on the one side. Maybe we need to, you know, address that, right? And that's not saying that you know everything as a player, right? You want to make sure you don't take that approach either. But it's always good to help each other. Yeah. If you guys can always help each other on the ball field and in the dugout, you guys are going to gel a lot more as teammates, and you're all going to grow as baseball players. 100%. It just, it just it's, again, it's not... To say that you're a know-it-all or you know what you're doing more than anybody else, it just mm-hmm. says that you're a team guy and you're willing to do your, whatever you have to do to help the team. Look out for each look out for each other. Right, and that's something that should be spoken at all levels, and it's something that needs to be engraved in that very first level of baseball, which is tr- for most travel baseball. Um, and that's something that that's looking beyond the game. It's right. Something that 
that you can do from the bench, and you don't have to be the best player to do it. You don't have to be the worst player to do it. All, everybody on the team should be able to have that awareness what is going on, especially if you're not in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. If a coach puts you in in a certain spot, you know he's hoping and, and trusting you that you know what's going on. Right. Right. If I put you at first and second, nobody on, nobody out, and I want you to bunt, you know, you need to know why, and you need right. to know what you're doing. If I pitch you in the game from a ch- pitching standpoint, and you got to know the situation, you got to know what, how you can help the team in that given point. So being aware throughout the game is something that's key. You know, like Coach said, grab grab the book, start doing the book right. or something. Absolutely. Right? Because you just want to know what's going. You want to know tendencies, especially as a pitcher of the hitter, right? If you're coming mm-hmm. off the bench, um, that's a big thing that we tell our guys too. But now that we're on it, like. We have everybody charting in the bullpen mm-hmm. so that when they get into the game, if their number gets called upon, they know how certain hitters are hitting. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we have our hitters watch pregame BP. Or, I'm sorry, we have our pitchers watch pregame BP so they know they could find tendencies within the hitter and, and how they swing and what their swing's actually like. Um, so the little things like that is something that you can do by just sitting on the bench and, and being that team leader, being that team guy. And when your team comes off the field after getting the third out, you're the first one out. Um, you know, high fiving them and giving them a slap on the butt, whatever, whatever the case, just to show them that you're there and you're focused. Because that's just not only being a good teammate, but it's just being good and giving back to the, to the game itself. Absolutely. Um, and and that's just that's also important because you you want to know that your coaches love team guys. There's just, there's just not much there. All good points there. And actually, as the clock strikes four thirty, I kind of didn't realize what time it was, but. I got to run and do a lesson. We got a busy day here at in the zone. We got a bunch of lessons coming in and out. People getting prepared for that first weekend, like we're talking about. High school season's upon us. Travel baseball's upon us. So I got to run out and do a lesson. I'm leaving the proper hands of Coach Andrew to close out the show for the final 10 to 15 minutes. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your lesson. Everyone, good luck this week and get after it. Get some work in out Thank there, you, Jeremy. Um, all right, guys. So what I wanted to talk about right now uh, is how to compose yourself when you're not throwing strikes. You know, this is something that my pitching coach, uh, Coach Matt Schuing, out at Franklin and Marshall College, uh, taught me, you know, when I first got there. And it's something that I want you guys to understand uh, is to have like a check system, right? So think of it as a stoplight, okay? Green light, you're full go, right? Everything's good. You're throwing strikes. Um, hitters are off balance. You know, you're getting outs. Whether strikeouts, groundouts, flyouts, whatever it is, right? Everything's going fine, no worries there. Uh, you know, maybe you maybe you walk a guy, or you throw a couple balls in a row, um, and or somebody gets a, a dinky hit, and you're just like, ah, man, that's that stinks, right? That's when we get to our yellow light. You know, things start to slow. You got to slow yourself down a little bit. Um, you know, compose yourself. Come to a come to a breathing standpoint, right? Take an extra deep breath. Uh, you know, you throw you. Let's say you throw a couple balls in a row, right? Take a couple extra deep breaths, right there. Compose yourself on the mound, and uh, and zero in on that glove. Okay, just understand what you have to do in that moment. It doesn't mean that there's any more pressure on you. It just means you know what? Okay, now I got to take a, a little extra time to focus exactly what I need to do here. Don't think about it too much but just zero in on what your task at hand is, right? And that task is always to throw strikes first. So then we might come to a red light. So a red light is a full stop here. So maybe you walk two guys in a row, um, or you let up a big hit, you know, guys on base, you let up a big hit, scores a run, uh, you go down or whatever it is, right? Something that causes you to say, damn, 
that's not good. Um, now we want to take a full stop and really collect ourselves. Maybe that's getting the ball back from the fielder, getting the ball back from the catcher, you know, stepping off the rubber, taking time to compose yourself, staying off the mound for a second, taking a lap around the mound. Um, you know, even one of the other great things that, that I learned too was, you know, pick something out of the field, not on the field, something out in the distance, a fixed object. Maybe it's a windmill or a tall building or a barn or a tree, something out of the field that's off in the distance that you can focus on. You know, so like for me, it was a flagpole. Um, you know, at our home field, we had this restaurant all the way deep out in the outfield, way, way out in the outfield past the, past the fence. Um, I like to focus on that too. Um, sometimes I look just at the trees, uh, you know, it's just an object, something to get yourself reconnected to reality, something that you can stare at off in the distance, count your breaths, relax yourself, calm yourself down, slow your heart rate down and remind yourself why you're out on the mound in the first place. You're out there because your coach trusts you to throw strikes and he's confident in the fact that you can throw strikes and that you can get out of a situation. Okay. So that's, that's the other big important thing to remember when, you know, you start to hit that yellow or red light that you're out there for a reason. Okay. Coaches don't like to put people out there that they can't trust. So if you're out there, whether you're starting the game or you're coming in in relief, you're out there for a good reason. And it's always important to remember that. Trust yourself and trust your coach's ability to put the right person out there at the right time. Okay. Um, above all, make sure you don't think too much. I know that might sound crazy given everything that I just said, but it's also important to not necessarily focus on what just happened. You know, like we said before in the past, it's, it's important to recognize the bad things and the things that you need to work on, right? But when we're in game, it doesn't do us all that, all that much good to focus on the negatives right there. So if you just walk two guys, three guys, let up a home run, something like that, you know, it's understand it's not going to be the end of the world, that you can get out of it. And focusing on that object off the field or collecting yourself, closing your eyes, you know, making sure that you are connected to reality and you're looking ahead. You're not looking back on what just happened. You're looking ahead at the next batter. You're looking ahead at the next pitch. Um, and you know, what do I need to do now to get this next guy out? What do I need to do now to throw this next strike? Okay. It's not so much what could I have done? Because you can't change it. There's nothing you could do that's going to that's gonna change that except throwing that next strike and getting this next guy out. Oftentimes what happens is we try to put too much pressure on ourselves and we don't have to because as a pitcher, you know, you have tools that you can use. You have eight guys behind you. Well, I mean, I guess technically seven guys behind you, the catchers in front of you, but you know, you have these guys on your team, they are your teammates that you need to also trust to make the plays. So don't feel like you have to bear down and, and strike a guy out just to make up for something, you know, lean on your teammates and teammates always remember that, you know, your pitcher is just like you, right? He's still got, he's still got emotions and he's still probably going to get upset about things too. So make sure you're always picking your pitcher up as well. It goes a long way. 
it goes a long way to say, hey, you good? Cool. Let's lock back in. Let's get this guy out right here. Pitchers understand that you have to keep that composure for your teammates too. Okay, You can't overreact in those situations because now your teammates lose, lose faith in you. So if you stay calm, cool, and collected in those moments, in those big pressure situations, or even things that might not seem so big, but you know you make the error or somebody else makes the error, if you stay cool, calm, and collected in those moments, your teammates are going to have a lot more trust in you, and they're going to be a lot more willing and excited to make the next play behind you. They want to lift you up, and they want to pick you up. So always remember that um, green, yellow, and red light. You're good to go. You might need to take a breath and then full shut down, take a completely step off the mound, focus on something else for a second, and then bring yourself back to the game. Always focus on the next thing. Don't dwell on the past, especially when you're pitching. Move on to the next pitch and go from there. Um, guys, you know what? That's, that's really all I got for you guys on that note. Um, it's been a pleasure here uh, talking to you guys about this. I'm super excited about the first weekend for my guys uh, coming up and you know it, it's going to be a blast i'm really excited to coach these guys uh you all know who you are um you've been putting some some good work in and i'm excited to see it come to uh, fruition here so everyone remember that first weekend back after the winter you know go out there play your heart out and uh show coach why you deserve to be on that team show coach why you want the starting position and go take it, all right? So remember, have fun, play hard, work hard, and uh, remember why you love baseball. All right, everybody, uh, it's, been, it's been real. Remember, you, know, you can email me directly, andrew at itz-academy.com. Feel free to do that. I'd be happy to uh, answer any questions that you guys might have. Um, and uh, let's go play some baseball. All right, everybody, take care. Have a good one.